Welcome to episode 512 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature regular contributor, songwriter, musician, actress, and our resident storyteller, Little Star Run. She has a story for us this go-round with the theme, Not Everything is a Sign. We also delve into topics such as theater, releasing a new single titled The Rush, not picking up on the meaning of something, following our egos instead of our spirits, robot answers, inner peace, thinking everything has a divine meaning, a package delivered randomly on a doorstep, and the butterfly effect, among other things. A beautiful conversation with Little Star Run this go-round. We also have an EWSA titled Signs. We share some compelling facts and figures from Harper's Index out of the March 2023 issue of Harper's Magazine. And we also have an EW poem titled Shadows. All of this, of course, will be infused, imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it then. Episode 512 of Troubadours and Rock-On Tours. Well, it's a taking off the belt 
Oh, yes, indeed, it's fun time, fun time. Signs Gray light, yellowish white, float by up high, backdrop, overwrought, spectacular and mundane, in the same frame, depending on who is looking. Aristotle, goat cheese and champagne, on a long wood table with long, wide loaves of dark brown bread. I'm sitting next to a young French migrant worker named Fred. There is a flower-stitched tablecloth stained from past midday meals and suppers with light fare, fresh water and vintage wine from the cellar, vegetables and wild boar escargot, and talk about the ways of the world. We take a nap after a roll and puff of Samson tobacco next to the vineyard. Old and organized, goats, chickens, horses, tractors, cows, roaming, parked, driven, road. The symbols are signs pointing where one might go next down the road toward flashy city life or quiet country homes. I guess, as is often said, you reap what you sow. Sometimes, I suppose, this is true. Mostly, you can make good, make do. But how does one know for sure the right moves? Life is better than this way around. Gypsy flies from coast to coast 
Hello, Little Star Run. Is that you? Hello, EW. Yes, it's me. It's so nice to have you on Troubadours and Rock on Tours yet again. It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. The Little Star Run is a songwriter, a musician, artist, actress, many things. She wears many hats. And uh, she's our resident storyteller. She has a story, among other things, to share with us today. And I understand the theme for the story is this. Not everything is a sign. But before we get there, we've, you know, we haven't talked in about four or five months or so. How are things going? Well, things are busy <laughs> in a good way. Um, was doing a lot of theater and uh, releasing some music coming up. Uh, one single that I'm, I believe you're playing today on the show. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, we are. And uh, that's really exciting for us. It's um, with a collaborator uh, of mine named Aaron Rhodes, who lives in Albany. And uh, we started working together during the pandemic on a collaboration. So this is our first single that we're releasing. It's called The Rush, and uh, it'll be available when this comes out on Friday, actually. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, we're talking on February 21st, so it'll be out on the 24th of February, and uh, people could could uh, get it, uh, I guess, on all the regular music downloading platforms? Yes. Um, it'll be available digitally on Spotify, Apple Music, um, pretty much any any digital platform, um, with the exception of Tidal. I don't believe it's going to be on Tidal, but every other platform. The where... Rush. All right. Did you write the lyrics? Uh, lyrics, yep, the vocals, and did some of the production as well. All right, I look forward to hearing it. I haven't heard it yet, but uh, I, when I produce the whole episode, I'll find it, and I'm sure I'll love it, and then, of course, we'll share it with the listeners uh and you know the the story you know it seems the the theme you mentioned to me is compelled me because of a lot of our past conversations uh where kind of if i recall correctly we were talking about signs we were talking about angels uh you know in the everyday uh you know sort of machinations of our lives um but you're, this is going in a different direction, I, I feel. Not everything is a sign. Well, I think a lot of times we are looking for meaning, and sometimes we can project meaning onto uh, people, situations, uh, circumstances that may not necessarily be there. And uh, that's something I'm learning about myself and I, I sort of had a, a little bit of a wake-up call around it what it feels like when you're really forcing something to happen yeah I totally understand what you're talking about I think that happens very often projecting for sure and oftentimes the the meaning could be something that we're not picking up on and you know one we could be projecting one meaning onto something, thinking that it's driving us in a certain direction. And then we realize that the meaning was totally different entirely than what we initially thought. And uh, 
a lot of that comes from listening to our ego instead of our spirit mm. yeah yeah i hear that i think in our society uh, western united states sort of uh, mentality the norm it's all about ego it really it really can be it doesn't have to be necessarily um, but that seems to be um what is marketed <laughs> to people exactly exactly it's hard not to get lost in that right yes and i wanted to share something that i found really poignant uh about the difference between uh spirit and ego and it actually comes from an open ai um you know artificial intelligence uh robot that that this was a question they were asked by my friend uh christopher pelham he asked them or he asked the artificial intelligence, uh, how can you tell if an idea comes from the spirit or the ego? And this is what the robot answered, and I thought it was actually really quite profound. If you're ready to hear it. Uh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So Christopher asks, OpenAI, how can you tell if an idea comes from spirit or ego? AI answers, Differentiating between ideas that come from the spirit and those that come from the ego can be a challenging task, as both can be very persuasive and convincing. However, there are a few guidelines you can follow to help you identify where an idea is coming from. Ideas that come from the spirit are generally aligned with your values, inner peace, and a sense of purpose. These ideas often come to you in moments of stillness and clarity and they usually bring a sense of joy, inspiration, and meaning to your life. These ideas are often rooted in the desire to serve others and contribute to the greater good. On the other hand, ideas that come from the ego are often driven by fear, anxiety, or a desire for personal gain or recognition. They can be very persuasive and may make you feel important or superior to others. They are often rooted in a need for control, approval, or validation, and they can lead to feelings of frustration, stress, or emptiness. To determine where an idea is coming from, take some time to reflect on the motivations behind it. Ask yourself whether the idea is aligned with your values and purpose, or if it's driven by fear or a need for validation. Consider how the idea makes you feel, and whether it brings a sense of inner peace or fulfillment. This reflection can help you discern whether the idea comes from the spirit or the ego. Jeez. That's from artificial intelligence. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed, impressed, and concerned all at once that, uh, you know, AI can come up with something like that. You know, I, I don't even understand how that happens, to be honest with you. But the answer is very good, nonetheless. Oh, well, I mean, I think it's it's spot on, accurate, profound, thoughtful, you know, probably better than I could write. <laughs> that's the thing, you know, I mean, that's what scares me a little bit. <laughs> well, what does that say sometimes about us as humans and what we think, you know, we're here on this earth to do like how how 
interesting is it that I, you know, I think a robot wrote something better than I could write about an idea, you know, and I'm, I'm humble enough to say that. Not that I'm the greatest writer in the world, but you know what I'm saying. It's, uh, I, I think it's uh, a very focused, thoughtful answer. And, uh, you know, this goes back to my story and, and what it's about, you know, thinking that everything has to uh, have some, you know, divine meaning and really when it might just be a coincidence or it might just be something that, you know, I shouldn't be focusing on or I should be paying attention to. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, you had something specifically happen. Is that what the story is where you realized you were projecting? Yes. Yes. Um, but I also, I realized I was projecting, but I also realized that there was still meaning to be found within the projection. So, you know, that's why everything isn't a sign, but then it, then again, yes, it is. It's all about, you know, what we decide to give meaning to, uh, and what, what we're aware of basically. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could take things and learn things, project things from what whatever you're experiencing, right? I mean, and how genuine or or legitimate it is. I, that how do you how do you decipher that? But I guess as you said, it matters really what comes of it all. What are you doing with it? Are you using it for good on a personal level and outwardly or not? What your experiences, I mean. Well, what the AI was talking about is, you know, that you're you're getting a sense of fulfillment from the idea. You're it's bringing you joy. It feels, you know, um, beautiful when you think about it. It's a sensation in your body. You know, <laughs> that's also scary that the AI is talking about that. But you know, and yeah, able to experience it itself. Uh, you know, at some point, you know, we we're going to be able to maybe construct or pick out a. a an AI as a partner, right? I mean, did you ever see, did you ever see that movie, but with, uh, Joaquin, um, Phoenix? Oh, her. Yeah. Yes. And I think Scarlett Johansson's the voice of, of the, of the AI and he totally falls in love with her. Well, yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, that could be an idea coming from, from the ego or not we don't know no no i i think that kind of stuff is going to occur in the future in the not too distant future those sorts of relationships and i don't know if it's good or bad i'm not certain you know i mean to be alone and and despondent because you're alone as compared to being with an artificial quote-unquote intelligence that gives you comfort and uh, companionship is the latter, you know, crazy when the former is so depressing, you know? Again, it's, it's, uh, it's relative, really. It's a subjective uh, experience, you know, if, if that is something that would be fulfilling to one person but not to another, you know? I don't know, like, who are we to say uh, what, what people give meaning to in their lives, you know? Um, but I did want to I did want to circle back 
to get to the story. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> um, I wanted, I did want to talk about AI. You know, that could be a whole other, a whole other chat. Um, and I, you know, I write plays about uh, artificial intelligence and science fiction themes. So you know, that's a, it's a very deep talk topic to dive into. Um, but what happened to me uh, was a package was delivered to my doorstep um, randomly or not randomly, who's to say, uh, and it wasn't mine and it was 20 pounds. So it wasn't a package that I could easily move you know, around, it was kind of just, well, I'm going to leave it in one location and just keep it there until someone comes and claims it or picks it up. And, uh, it was strange because it disrupted my whole life. Wow. <laughs> one package. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's ever happened to you before you're given a, a package. Usually, usually it's something that would be resolved quickly but that wasn't the case for me um i well, when did you realize it wasn't for you well i remember when it was delivered i actually saw it on the doorstep and i was like oh okay i'm gonna look at that later you know i was on my way out i wasn't even really paying attention uh and when i came back home that day and i was gonna move the package indoors i realized oh this is not for me. This is for another person who doesn't. And, you know, there are, there are four people that live in the same area as me. We sort of share. It's not a complex. It's like a big house almost turned into apartments. And um, it, was, it wasn't for any of them either. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, lost, misdirected. It was delivered by UPS. I'm going to contact UPS and, and tell them to come get it. And... Uh, I did. <laughs> I contacted them. The first time I contacted them, they profusely apologized. Um, oh, yes, we'll come and get the package immediately. And, uh, you know, I, th I thought it was going to be gone within a day or two. And the other mysterious thing about this package being misdirected and delivered to me randomly is I had actually written a story about that subject that um, it was called, it was a story called the subscription box. And it was about a woman who started receiving subscription boxes, uh, that weren't for her. And, you know, this, this seemed like, oh, okay. Synchronicity. Wow. You know, I've written a story about this. This is another lost misdirected package, you know? Oh, okay. Am I, you know, is there something surrounding this? So I, I kind of started to create a mythology around the package. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got used to it. UPS did not come and pick it up. Like days passed, a week passed. No one came to get the package. I thought they're going to come eventually. They have to. Um, and I, I was, I started to take care of this package you know if it was raining i put uh garbage bags over it so it wouldn't get wet i was moving it around to different locations on the porch i just kept thinking someone's gonna come and get this uh and it, it just never happened and i i called again 
and said to UPS, hey, I have a package that, you know, it was misdirected and uh, I'm really, really wanting to get rid of it. You know, it's not mine. I want to get it to its rightful owner. Oh, yes, yes, we'll come and get it. No one came to get the package. Wow. That's unlike UPS, isn't it? I'm not so sure now <laughs> because it took me quite a long time to get this package uh, picked up. And um, so there was another what I thought was some kind of synchronicity uh, surrounding this package. Um, and now this is, I want to also say this is a time too where I, I had been experiencing some frustration around writing and you know, I was imbuing this package with all these magical qualities that maybe it was going to, you know, inspire me to write something. And lo and behold, I uh, got this notification about a writing contest. Of, and the writer's prompt was, you have received a mysterious package <laughs> left by a drone. And, you know, you have um, you have no idea where it came from. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. this all must be such a sign <laughs> that I'm supposed to write some story about this package on my doorstep. And um, it was actually quite funny, too, because I needed a certain amount of money. And the writing contest was also for that amount of money. And I thought, what? It doesn't even get more specific than that, does it? So it was for the exact amount of money you needed. Yes, and it was about, the prompt was about a mysterious package delivered to you. By a drone. By I a mean, drone. Yeah, wow. I mean, I don't know if that package was delivered by drone. It could have been. How would I know I wasn't here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all these things started to align. And I, I, I didn't have time to work on this writing assignment or anything. I, I actually was trying to focus more on music. Writing was frustrating me at the time, and I... I you know, I had other things to do with music and I, I just thought, oh, this is like, you know, not the right time for this. But then I kept getting all of these, you know, pushing like signs, which I thought they were signs. Um, so I, I decided to do the writing contest and, and the writing contest only had 24 hours to complete it as well. So it was a time crunch. Um, I decided to write a story about a mysterious package and, uh, it was in the science fiction realm because, you know, it was about, a, it had to be about a drone. And so I wrote this story and right before I was about to submit it, something in me was like, wait a minute, what is this writing contest? I didn't even check it out. I didn't even see if this is like a legitimate thing. And, you know, so I started searching online and uh and then i i saw all of these uh reports about this writing contest being a scam and how initially <laughs> they, they ask you to contribute but then they ask you for money and then you have to you have to become a subscriber and all these things and then i was like oh okay wow i was like i was just gonna get myself involved in that but I created this whole story around these circumstances. You know what I mean? And it, it, it just, it, sometimes we just do that. We're just, we want to create something. We want to think things have meaning, but they, sometimes they just really don't. Like maybe they're just, you know, 
maybe that's just a, a package and maybe I just shouldn't even pay attention to it or, or try to create something around it. Um, yeah. At the same time though, you, you had a package mysteriously arrive on your doorstep and that, and that, uh, writing contest, even though it was a scam referenced that sort of situation that's a synchronicity or maybe not i don't know it's something still i think to a certain extent well here's the thing this is why you know every not everything is a sign but it also is it's like okay so i thought that the signs were leading me in a certain direction i thought i'm supposed to do this writing contest wow it has the exact amount of money that i need at this very moment and a mysterious package was just delivered to my house. You know what I mean? These circumstances yeah. are just too bizarre to recreate um, or to even consider that they're random. But then after that, when I, I thought, okay, no, this is not telling me that I need to, you know, follow this particular path. So in a way, it's like you, you might think you're receiving guidance in a certain way, but you're really receiving guidance for something else. I honestly think that I was receiving guidance to stop distracting myself from what I needed to get done with music and just let the package be and let the writing contest be and, you know, yeah. stop, stop trying to um, create meaning where maybe there is none, you know, it, it just, uh, it was, that was a wake up call for me that I, I might've been really trying to force some sort of situation around that whole topic. But being the reflective, inquisitive, imaginative person you are, you took that seemingly mundane scenario and you explored all these possibilities uh, and, uh, and also uh, tried to get a sense of who and who you were at the moment, where you were, where you're going uh, to, and, and then shared on this program. Exactly. So not everything is a sign, but then again, it also is like there's no way to get it wrong. It's always leading to the next thing that could possibly be the next thing that could be the next thing. But then again, nothing is the next thing. It's all important. It's all beautiful. It's all around us. You know, there's, it's, there's no. And it's all inconsequential, too. Exactly. <laughs> and I laugh about it because, you know, this package disrupted my life i even tried to find the owners i i gps the address and it was in the woods in the middle of nowhere that's weird <laughs> you know so it really was a lost misdirected package you know the, the address wasn't correct on it but you know it's it's that same cause and effect you know whoever you know didn't write the correct address created that whole situation somehow to involve me, to involve the UPS people, to involve everyone, to involve you, to involve our listeners. And and that that package was eventually picked up by UPS. Uh... Well, first off, they delivered another package, and they didn't take the misdirected package. They delivered a new package that was for me, finally, but they didn't take. Oh the misdirected package. I thought they were supposed to be a you know a ship shape operation. <laughs> well, something was going on, you know. Uh, I 
I I really started to think, you know, this package is starting to become a nuisance. Like it's been there for several weeks. No, you know, it it has to leave. And then I felt bad for the person who didn't receive their package. You know, well they were waiting for something and they they weren't going to get it. It was obviously quite heavy. You know, it was a big package. Um, and people were telling me to just keep it. And I thought, you know, I, I'm not the type of person that would keep someone else's package. No, even you're if, not. You're not. You know, even if it was misdirected, I, you know, everyone say, oh, just keep it. UPS has to, you know, it's their problem. You did everything you could. And I, I was making sure this package, you know, was taken care of. And finally, when they did take it away, EW, I I have to say I kind of missed it. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a focal point of your day to day for weeks. It was, um, you know, and it's that idea too that one seemingly um, in un, unimportant action can create a butterfly effect of, you know different circumstances and um it got me to write a new story which I didn't really think it was that great I mean maybe someone else will at some point maybe I'll use it for something um it got me out of my own head you know so I guess I can credit the package with that it got me out of thinking you know like I was a bit uninspired at the moment um, was was there a name on it? There was, which I won't reveal. No, no, um, I wasn't going to ask that. But you, did you ever try um, to find the person? Do a search on that person? Oh well, I I did try to track them down. Um, I looked them up online. I started to know a little bit about their lives, their relatives. You know, it seemed like they existed. They didn't have an address or anything available online, which I also thought was mysterious. Um, I tried to find them on Facebook, but there was no specific account that I could be sure, you know, was the right person. So I also didn't feel comfortable, um, contacting them, you know, um, I thought, okay, you know, I'm not even sure if this is the right person. I, you know, there were, there were several people with, you know, similar names. It, it could have been several different people. Yeah. Well, you know, I'd be curious. I would have done that too. And it is kind of weird because it's kind of a form of unintentionally, you, you start to become like a stalker almost, right? But you're doing it for good reason. But then you start feeling weird about it. I can get, I, I get what you're saying. And uh, uh, it all seems to have worked out. You know, I wonder if they ever got the package. Um, and it goes back to the AR, AI uh, response to the question your friend posed. Uh, you know, in, in terms of, is this your ego or your spirit uh, in, in terms of how you processed the whole package scenario? Uh, and it sounds to me like it's your spirit. Well, I would say it was probably a little bit of both. I I think my ego really wanted to, you know, get out of a writer's block, <laughs> write something new. Uh, but I really needed to be focusing on other things. I, I don't necessarily think that's what I needed to be doing at the time. So I think my ego was pushing that a little bit, trying to uh, 
you know, say, oh, well, it's uh, divine timing. It all came together in such a way. And then I think my spirit, you know, was was on the end of, of wanting the greater good for whosoever package it was and wanting things to be resolved, you know, so everything could go back to uh, the way it was. And um, I, I learned a little bit about the difference between, you know, the ego and the spirit when you're trying to manifest something, which is usually when we're saying we're trying to look for a sign is because we're trying to manifest a certain outcome and um i took a manifesting challenge at the beginning uh of this year and when we were supposed to ask for a sign we're supposed to ask to see a certain object and i asked to see a carved pumpkin and it was winter time so that's not something you would see in the winter normally that's more of a fall thing. And I received a, a random message from my best friend with a picture of a carved pumpkin <laughs> almost like one hour after I, I asked the universe for a sign. Wow. And it was my best friend sending me a message saying, Oh, this is how I can carve a pumpkin. You know, it's because the it was a strange thing. It was the the pumpkin was grown inside of a mold, so it was already carved as it was grown. Wow. So yeah, so the person you know didn't have to carve it. It didn't. You didn't have to have artistic ability or something in pumpkin carving to create it. And uh, she sent it to me literally an hour after I asked for a sign of a carved pumpkin. So. That's something. You did manifest it. You did. I I think that has. I think that was more of a spirit sign, let's say, because it was. It was very specific. It was from a, a person of my heart. It was surrounding an idea that was very important to me that I wanted to manifest, and to me that that was the difference. Instead of you know, okay, this lost misdirected package. You know, it's it's not it's not the greater meaning of my life it you know it has some meaning to my circumstances but it's not some huge thing you know i love it i love it is that other uh, is that person you're talking is that rachel um no that's my best friend olga olga i know we've talked about rachel on the program now olga x i love the name olga uh well rachel our rachel little star run it's so nice to have you on the program. This was a fascinating, thoughtful, thought-provoking conversation that I'm I'm going to continue reflecting on after uh, we get off uh, the line, so to speak. But it's it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on Troubadours and Rock On Tours. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure for me too, and I get to share these random but not so random stories and circumstances. Yeah, I appreciate you compiling and, and uh, you know, sort of arranging them to share with the listeners here on Troubadours and Rock On Tours. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to do so. And we'll be talking with you again soon. I think it'll be a little warmer the next time we talk. So uh, enjoy the rest of the winter, and uh, we'll be talking to you springtime.
or summer, one of those two. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, especially the warmer weather, for sure. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Take care of yourself, little star run. Thank you. Take care, EW. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye.
Now, some actual compelling facts and figures. As published in Harper's Index, part of Harper's Magazine and its March 2023 edition. Actual facts and figures. Here we go. Percentage of U.S. workers willing to take a pay cut in exchange for the option to work from home. 45%. Portion of college seniors who hope to find a job that is hybrid or fully remote. Three quarters. Estimated percentage by which allowing for hybrid work decreases worker attrition. 35%. Percentage of supervisors who say they sometimes forget about remote workers when assigning tasks. 32%. Portion of U.S. workers who say their career ambitions have waned over the past three years. One-third. Estimated percentage by which a man's being extremely competitive increases his future income. Zero. By which a man's wife being extremely competitive increases his future income. Ten percent. Percentage of college seniors who are prioritizing job stability. Seventy-four percent who are prioritizing working for a recognizable brand, 41%, who say that because of economic anxiety, they are open to industries they hadn't previously considered, 35%. Percentage of high school students who were too sad or hopeless in 2021 to participate in regular activities, 45%. Portion of high school students who attempted suicide, one-tenth. Who seriously considered it, one-fifth. Percentage of U.S. colleges that no longer require standardized test scores, 82%. Percent by which the median debt for borrowers earning master's degrees has increased since 2000. 69%. Chances that a millennial who moved in with their parents last year was charged rent, 2 in 5, or 40% chance. Portion of Americans who consider themselves, quote, middle class, one half. Of Britons who consider themselves, quote, working class, three fifths. Percentage of U.S. adults in households earning $100,000 or more who drink alcohol, 80%, and households earning less than $40,000, 49%. Percentage increase since 2013 in average household spending on pets, 67% increase. Percentage change last year in sales of digital albums, negative 20. Percentage change last year in sales of romance novels, plus 52%. Portion of those novels written by one author, one-third. Portion of single Americans who say that someone has wanted to date them for their household amenities, one-fifth. And amount a circus paid last year to purchase a town in California, 
$2,500,000. How do you like them apples? Shadows, punching bag red and black, next to the piano, white keys and black again, both percussive, melodic, and thud, swing, early morning sunshine, and Katie girl sitting on the couch, 
chocolate and sleek like a panther with kind eyes, doing her thing, nose and mouth resting on the burgundy blanket, unbeknownst. Episode 512 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, Little Star Run, Harper's Magazine, and these musical artists. Thelonious Monk, The Beastie Boys, The Allman Brothers, Little Star Run, and Aaron Rhodes, Fortet, Patti Smith, Ruru, Branford Marsalis, and Terrence Blanchard too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, Let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Take care of yourself.